We just come before you today and we ask for your grace and mercy to just be poured out upon us in this room. We thank you for just the beauty of who you are and the greatness of who you are and that truly you are good. And Lord, that can be the very foundation uh, in our hearts as we go through times of joy but also times of sorrow. And so we just ask for your blessing in this message and that we would be able to honor those to whom honors do. And we thank you for that. Amen. Well, for those of you who've been in this church for a long time, you know I don't usually do specialty days, I, except for Christmas. You just know it, because that's the way I am, I guess. But today, um, I thought what we would do is focus in on Mother's Day, and, and, and so we're going to honor you um, as mothers. And so we honor you, thanking every mother for the gift of life. You think about it, you're here because you had a mother. <laughs> you had a father too, but we're focusing on moms today. But the word honor means to give high respect or high esteem, to just take time to, to honor those who, who are here. It, it is Mother's Day, and, and I think God loves mothers. What do you think? And so we just want to honor you, and I just want to talk about some stuff I don't know half about what I'm talking about because I'm a guy, but I'm going to give it a try and, and uh, see some of the things that I think are wonderful about this idea of motherhood. Um, the first one is, is that you are the giver of life. We know God's the ultimate giver, but... Mothers are giver of life. In Genesis chapter 3.20, it says, Now the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living. Just think, we've all come from two people, but every person that's ever been born on the face of the earth came through Eve, if you think about that. She's the mother of all living and so moms are givers of life. And every one of us can be thankful that we're alive. You know, when you think of, of just in, in the world that we're living in and how easy it is for people to give life up, and we've seen this through abortions and all these kind of things, that it's a joy that your mom carried you and... I think that's great. We all have life because of that. And everyone in the room can really thank their moms. But then, you know, when I, why I always have emotions or struggles in my own heart with doing this is there's other sides of motherhood too. And we've just experienced that uh, with the testimonies that we heard today of the death of a couple little babies. And just think, because some who are here have experienced miscarriages, stillbirths, or even the death of a child. And so in some cases, Mother's Day might be a sad 
sad, happy kind of a, an event. I know Suzette and I lost our first child, only lived for one day, and uh, his name was Zachariah Lee. And I don't know why I like that name, but I did. Uh, not that I was a Bible guy, but, but uh, then I was thinking today we, have, we call Zeal Z-Man, and I said we'd have Big Z and Little Z, you know, uh, if he was still here. But, uh, you know, so there, in, in this celebrating motherhood, we also have painful things in our hearts that, that we have to remember and those kind of things, and especially the loss of a child. And then there are those here, we, we never know um, because of choices people make before they come to Christ. There may be someone in the room who's actually aborted a child, and before they knew anything, I've, I know people that are strong believers that, that you know, they talk about how before they came to Christ, they, they actually aborted a child, and and the loss that's there, and then the grieving that can be there on days like this, um, or those who are longing for children and want to have a child but can't have one, at least naturally, with, without God moving and opening their womb, and some of the sorrow that comes because of that. So there's a mixture of joy, and there's a mixture of elation that, that sorrow and grief and pain and so that's, that's why I always struggle, you know, like when we go, celebrate moms, wahoo! And then someone's sitting there, I don't feel like celebrating because this just happened to me. And so we have to understand that life's not the way we want it to be here on this earth. I guarantee you that the life to come is what we want. We're going to see God's goodness. We're going to see the absolute fullness of what he has planned for us. And that's going to be an awesome time. But when we think of this, there's, there's this yes and no thing with celebrations and uh, not the same for everyone. So I know, and that's why I want, want to discuss this issue even at the very beginning is because there's a mixture in our hearts because of this. But moms are amazing, and just like everyone's fearfully and wonderfully made, you have been made so fearfully and wonderfully made. It's just, I cannot imagine carrying a child inside of my body. I'm sorry. It's just like, it's unimaginable. I, I couldn't even, you guys, how you can do that. I don't, you know, I know God created you fearfully and wonderfully to do that. But I was thinking about this in Psalm 139, or yeah, 139, verse 13. It says, For you formed my inward parts. You wove me into my mother's womb. And that's God, you know, David speaking about God moving in his life and, and forming and shaping him even in his mother's womb. And the incredible, just the amazing incredible thing that we call life where a man and a woman come together and life is created and then the mother bears that life and allows that life to grow within her and and expand and increase and and like Callie was saying she says you know she was praying that it was time for that baby to come out 
you know, because I, I just can't imagine, you know, um, it's, it's just got to be quite the incredible thing. And you see how God, you know, we, we believe scripturally that the second conception happens, life exists because that is a baby. Doesn't look like a baby, but it is because what God calls into being as it grows and increases and comes to full maturity, then it's going to be what he's created it to be. So we stand behind that, that God has done this. And then the mother to, to you know, carry this child. And then if you think about the process of childbirth, it, it's not pleasant. You know, um, I was in there for Josh's birth. It's not, it's not like fun. Uh, <laughs> it's fun when you're done right it's fun when you're done that's all there is to it because because what happens you you go through this and the mom all of a sudden gets the baby and then who it's all worth it look at what i have and the joy of this now i think i showed this once before but there, i know there's some people in this room who haven't seen this but um you know Men have no clue about labor, and we know it. But they, they did this little thing where, where they hook guys up, and they, they actually have them go through sim, simulated labor pain. So this is just a short video to show you some guys and the things that they went through. So you got to watch this. This is the worst kind of pain there is. And did you know, according to women, that us men can't handle any of it? Well, did you know that, according to men, women exaggerate everything? Everything. That's why we decided to make an appointment with Dr. Julie Masters. Hi, how are you? Oh, good. I'm Dr. Julie Masters. Hi, I'm Dan. Hey. Mom, nice to meet you. Are you guys ready for this experience? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. What we're going to do today is we're going to put some electrode simulations on your abdomen, which are going to give you some contractions so we can kind of simulate contractions to show what your wife went through during labor. That sounds fun. Well, we're going to hook you up right now. All right. Go ahead and lay back. Okay. What we're doing right now is we're just hooking up the contraction monitor. This reminds me of those uh, infomercials. Nice and tight. Okay. Where they're like, nice and tight. Got it? I'm going to have a six-pack after this. Yeah. You're basically going to electrocute us for an hour? Yes. In a very small way. Just Fantastic. right here in your abdomen. Hi, ladies. Hi. Here are your wives. Hey, guys. Hey. And I'm just going to give you guys a couple little contractions right. so you can see what it feels like. How are you feeling that? Are you feeling it in your upper oh, belly? I'm feeling it right there. Right now we're going to be starting to simulate a little bit like early labor. Should be, you know, maybe like a two or three oh, out of ten in pain. That was early labor. <laughs> <laughs> i got to remember my breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's different. Talk to me right now. Now? So you're almost getting to like the active stage of labor where okay. it's really getting good. Right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> go. Awesome. Awesome, guys. It's starting to come down now. You guys are doing awesome. Focus. <laughs> Start to be decreasing in intensity. Come down a little bit. Start to come down. That had to be at least, uh, I'm hoping it's a seven. That's a seven. You know, you're at seven. four. <sighs> Feels like someone's taking a, a sawzall and <laughs> just carving up my, my abdomen. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? Ah! 
Anything that I just experienced is anywhere close to what I did to you <laughs> all those years ago. I'm sorry. You're like a superhero. You're one tough mama. Mm. Happy Mother's Day. I love that. And I love it because I didn't go through it. So. But those guys, man, whoo, I can't even imagine. But you know, God made you and created you so that you're able to bring forth life, and that's awesome. And it's just so wonderful to have have our children and be able to to have them. And so, not only are you the giver of life, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, but you're a nurturer and a comforter. And that's the incredible thing um, I think about. Uh, parents and those kind of things there's there's a passage of scripture that comes from second timothy and i don't know if i got it up there but it says paul's talking to them you know to timothy and he says but we prove to be gentle among you as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children and just think of the of the nurture and the comfort and the the bonding that takes place with a mother and her child and and that's the, you know, I got to hold them. I, I call Suzette a baby hog. Or you can call her baby magnet, baby hog, whatever. When she sees one, she's there. And she wants to hold that baby. And um, there's just something. You know, guys, we're, we're kind of like, um, 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 yeah, okay. Am I going to break it? <laughs> That's kind of what we feel like, you know, because they're so little. But, uh, you know, get a mom and they want to hold that child, want to care for that child, keep it close and bring comfort and help the child to bond and to, you know, to give them security and their identity. You know, because you got to think coming into this world is a, just an amazing shock. You know, you come out of this nice contained close place and now you're in this cold room and well cold compared to you know the the womb you come in and all these noises and lights and all this stuff and then the mom can just bring comfort and peace and and they know they know you and they can feel that care and then i just would think is that really moms you you literally pour your life into your children in more ways than one you physically give them the ability to have life and then if you're nursing you're giving them life from your own body 
And then you're also giving yourself, which, you know, we, I see moms just pour their life and their heart and their love into their children. And, uh, you know, sometimes that can be a challenge, too. We all know that, is sometimes our kids don't listen to us and go the way that maybe they should, and that can cause grief in our hearts. But a mother's heart is for her children. A mother's heart wants to care for them and watch over them. And then um, I was thinking, not only are you a giver of life, not only are you fearfully and wonderfully made to be able to do this, a nurturer and a comforter, but a teacher. And we know this scripture. It, this is one of the common ones that's spoken, but it says, train up a child in the way they should go, or he should go, even while when he is old, he will not depart from it. And, you know, Solomon's the wisest guy in the world. You know, God gave him incredible wisdom to lead the people and to do the things that he did. Some of his choices weren't good. He wasn't wise concerning himself. But, you know, people came from all over the world because they heard of his wisdom and his understanding and the things that he was uh, knowing. And so they came to him. And here's one of the things that Solomon says in Proverbs 1.8. He says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. You know, as mothers, you know, you, you teach, you're constantly uh, training and helping kids to, to learn how to do things the right way, to, you know, do things politely and all these things. There's, there's a lot of training that goes up into a raising of a child. And so I just think it's great that that we can learn, that we have learned from you as a mom and those kind of things. And so I was thinking about this too. This, this isn't going to be a long sermon. When I, do, when I do specialty sermons, they're short, sweet, and you're on your feet, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> But I was thinking about this, you know, like we talked about how how there there are mixed feelings, mixed emotions, and there's things that we're believing for and praying for and desiring to see. And so I was thinking one of the nicest things that we could do on, on Mother's Day for those who, you know, if, if there is pain in your heart to allow the, the Lord to come and touch you and minister to you, if there is a desire to have children but you haven't been able to have them for us to pray and, and ask for God to bring that about because God is the giver of life and you know when when we think about when we look in the scripture I when I was looking there's not much that they say about mothers or fathers actually the, the most they say about fathers of course is God the father because Jesus talks about him all the time as the father and then so so do the apostles you know and and the ones who wrote the new testament but we don't really see a lot that talks about mothers and fathers except for to say so and so was the mother of or so and so was the father of we don't really see all these intricate things about them and uh so so it's it, it's 
there's not tons of scripture just to go through and talk about, okay, this is how you'd be a mother, this is how you'd be a father. But I think if, if you really put it down into what Jesus said, it's, all, it's, it's the same for every relationship that we have, is that we love God and love people, and that we're to love our children. We're to surround them and support them and encourage them and undergird them. And God gives promises to his people and to grab hold of those. When, when you look through the scripture, there's so many people who were barren. There's so many people who were barren. Sarai, or Sarah, was barren. She didn't have children until she was 90 years old. Can't imagine. Unimaginable. And then if you look through the lineage of Jesus, Rebecca was also barren for a while. And then if you look also in Jacob's wife, uh, Rachel, she was barren and she couldn't have children. Hannah, she was barren and she couldn't have children. And that's one of the, you know, the, the scripture where she's crying out and she's longing because she's being mocked by uh, her husband's other wife, you know, because he had two, two wives and she couldn't bear children. And so she's just grief-filled and, and crying out to God to have a child and the Lord says by this time next year you will and you know that went on for many years before she was able to have one if you think about another one there's more but think about Elizabeth in the New Testament and what did she say you know the Lord has given me a child in my old age and you know just think you know people they're, they're going to be laughing at me because of how old I am <laughs> and have this child and the nursing and all the things that go on there. So I just what I just want to say is that we want to make prayer available for any that want to pray for that, any who want to pray if there's areas where you just want to maybe surrender some pain unto the Lord and, and just give it to him and allow him to heal parts of your heart, whatever it might be. We just want to be able to bless you on this day and, and, and make this a wonderful day. But I want to say one final thing and then I'll be done. See, look, whew, you guys are going to get to lunch early. Yippee! Yeah, beat the crowd. Um, <clears throat> reason I was thinking about this recently, the probably the last three times I've been prophesied over and it's been by different people. All of these people said to me, you are going to be a father to many. And so I was thinking about in the scripture how, how when Paul was talking to Timothy, he says, I want you to treat the older women as mothers, and I want, I want you to treat the younger women as sisters. And in this thing is that, you know, Paul says, um, there are not many fathers among you. And he wasn't talking about having physical children. He was talking about spiritually. And so what I want to encourage us to think about is that every one of us has opportunity to impact the generations that have gone before us by being a father or a mother in the faith. And so, you know, some of us say, well, you know, I, I haven't been able to have children, but you can be a mother in the faith. 
you can come alongside, you can touch people's lives, you can minister to them. Um, all of us have opportunity to speak life into those who are who are younger and, and to encourage them to walk in the way of the Lord. And a lot of things we talk about even when we do, for example, baby dedications and things like that, we talk about us as a family coming along and helping to raise this child in the Lord so that we're not doing it on our own, we're doing it together. And that we're, we're seeing, you know, speaking into their life. We're not their mom and dad in the sense that we go, I'm your mom, I'm your dad, you know, and, and chew them out and do all that kind of stuff. It's the idea of being nurturing and helpful and, and strengthening and helping them grow and increase in the Lord. So I just wanted to uh, encourage every, every woman here to think of yourself in that sense, in a spiritual sense, to be able to speak life into others and to help them grow and increase in the ways of the Lord. So, you got it all. You got it all. I can preach out in the Bible for a hundred years, but boy, this mother stuff is, uh, it's a different story. <laughs> Don't you love it? But uh, truly, we do want to honor you, those, those of you who are mothers and those of you who will be. And so, Lord, we just thank you and we ask for your blessing today. And, and if there's any mixture going on in their hearts of joy and then even grief, we just pray for your healing virtue, your power, your glory to come and to touch each one. And, Lord, we just uh, thank you for your faithfulness and for your goodness in Jesus' strong name. Amen. And then what I would like is...